The Pete Carroll Show. The first word from the Seahawks head coach every Monday at 930 with Brock and Sog. Brought to you by Pizza Hut on Seattle Sports Station. I think Coach Carroll's in a pretty good mood, or at least a curious mood. We'll, we'll introduce you to Jim Cutler one day. He's a big voice guy. Pete Carroll Show. Would you like that job? No, that guy sits in a uh, in a in a house in New York, <laughs> in Long Island, and all day for stations all around the country, he just does that all day, and he makes a tremendous amount of money. Good He's a really him. nice guy. That's a good. That's a good gig. Coach, you got what a pretty he does good gig right money. now as well, huh? Going. Yeah, we're we're having fun now. It's uh, that was a nice game yesterday in, in a lot of ways, and uh, it was really cool to see the guys hang so tough so long, and then didn't just come through and take it over at the end. It was really something. So you have a formula, Pete, you taught us years ago. Number of completions plus number of runs in a game. 60-something. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. you were at 60 yesterday. When you get 60-plus, do you know your record? No. Can we assume it's pretty unbeatable? I, would, I think so. <laughs> I didn't go back and add them all the up. Formula. Yeah, I didn't go add them all up over 12 years, but 60 seems. The threshold for you is what? If you get over 50, 50 usually yeah. 50, 50 is pretty that, good. That's shape. not mine. That's, that's Coach Lombardi's. I got oh. it from him. Wow. Who else yeah. do we have? We have Bud Grant, Coach Lombardi. Do we go further back? Do we go to, to Hollis? Coach, well, I'm pretty old. You, <laughs> you didn't coach under Vince Lombardi, did you? <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay, good. I did not. <laughs> uh, there was so much to react to from yesterday. Let, let's start with the cool. third downs because you had seven straight third down conversions late in the game to, to end it. What goes into a successful third down percentage? Uh, well, there's a lot of stuff there. There's a lot that has to happen. We always talk about it. it's it's always one on one wins. You know that you got to win the pass protection. You got to win the the route. You got to win the throw. You know you got to make the catch. You got to make the yards. All this stuff. It really comes down to one on one win to, for somebody. But um, there's a lot that goes into it. What really happened yesterday was you saw some trust. Now those guys were trusting the ball coming out on rhythm. Guys running the routes right where they're supposed to hit it. Tyler was phenomenal, and and uh, Gina was just. You know he's perfect. He was perfect down the stretch, which was great, and uh, designed to you know um, like when you when you convert the third and twos and threes, you know, and the route is you know gets you the little, little rubs in the, in the flat, and the one Disley had was was a great example of that. And uh, those those are uh, you know that's, it all has to come together, but it really the guy's got to throw it, and, and it's, it ultimately comes down to Gino getting the job done. I, I don't think I've ever heard you say trust in that in that capacity. Can can you just <clears throat> delve into that a little bit more? What does that mean that the trust factors into the third down conversions? Well, because everybody has to everybody has to work together, you know. You got to count on each other, and the the guys running the routes have to you know, hit the exact depths and rub off the right way, and, and make sure they leverage it properly. Their splits are right, and, and if when it's all right, then the quarterback can stay on rhythm. He sees it as it's supposed to happen, and so you get the best out of him. He functions at his highest because everybody is is on point, and so he's got space. He's got the route and, and then he can deliver the throw and then you gotta throw it. <laughs> you still gotta throw it right to him. And Gino did a remarkable job yesterday to finish that game. I'm looking at those seven in a row, Pete. You had a third and one, you had a third and one, you had a third and two, you had a third and two, you had a third and six in the there red you zone. Uh, you had a third and eight on his incredible scramble where they tried to blitz and he saw it. But to me, out of those seven, I think the biggest one that, that speaks exactly to what you're talking about was the third and 12. After the fall start, Third and 12, it kind of reminded me of the third down after the chaos in in down in Chargerville where you gave Gino the, the, you know, the Buddhist calm down and he came and delivered a shot just through a rocket. 
before Tyler broke out of it for a big conversion then that just turned the tide, I'd point to that third and 12 feeling in a very similar way. Did it feel that way to you on the sideline? Yeah, that was, that was a perfect execution in the, in the, the timing of the throw and, and the catch that Tyler makes and, and the fall down to, you know, to get the yards. And I mean, that was, that was really big time. And it, we had one to DK uh, a week ago uh, as well. That was a great one. That might be the one you were talking about. No, not the one you're talking about, but there was a great one to DK on third and 13. I think that the timing was so perfect and that's, that's where they have to trust because the ball, as you know, the ball's got to start coming out before the guy's you know, hitting his route. And so if you don't do it that way, you likely don't get it off clean and and, uh, and you can't beat the coverage, you know, because everybody's so tight. So all that. Is your offense this year better suited to third and long, to converting those? I mean, it just it has seemed like for the last few years that's been a, a challenge for you guys, maybe because so many deep shots in the running game, et cetera. But it, does this offense – does it does it work better and or convert better in we're those executing, long third downs? We're, we're executing better, just in general, and and um, that's it will it'll you know fold over into the, those situations a little bit more too. You know, we'll do everything a little bit better because we're counting on the timing and we're counting on the, the preparation and and like I said, when it comes time, he knows how to let the ball go because the guy's going to be where he's supposed to be and everything's you know we're just a little bit better. What was Gino like after the pick six? What was he like on the sideline? He, he was it was as smooth as it, as it you hoped it could be. Um, that was the first real you know, play that he faced that was really a, a shocker, and, and uh, he could have done something about it. He knew it. You know, he could have put the ball up a little bit higher, a little bit farther, not thrown it, you know, eating it or whatever. And, and uh, um, so he just handled it. He, he, he's been ready to do that almost. I, mean, I think he's been preparing you know, for, to be the epitome of poise under the, you know, the most rest and stress and all that, and he did it beautifully, and he came right back. We'll get to a little bit of Gino, and I got a comp for you. Maura and I put together a rank last week, Pete, and I got, I think, a good comp that you're going to like. Not Rich Gannon. Rich Gannon's awesome, but I got another one in just a second. But before I do, and I can see the smirk on your face. Before I do, what, right. where are you? What, are you in the building? <laughs> what you is, can yes. hear the smirk in his face. What, I, right. Oh, I see you. See, I got eyes everywhere. Um, yes. What, what, is, what is blowing me away the most, and I said this to you two, three weeks ago about Gino, is his command. And I think what's blowing us away, too, is watching this operation. I mean, he's getting to the line. He and Shane in their communication, and he's getting to the line so early. And we've been so accustomed for years of looking at that play clock and going, oh, you know, and burning timeouts or whatever. It's just always scramble mode. And now the level of command, and you said it, poise, is so illustrated in the chain of command at the line of scrimmage. How is he doing this so quickly in year one with Shane? Well, there's there's a... There's obviously a, the long relationship of, of sitting there and watching the scheme and the, and the concepts and the situations that Gino has in his background and then, then putting it together with Shane's communication. Shane, he's getting everything he can get out of Shane. They're, they're, that's, a, that's a really important part of it. Shane helps him all the way through to the you know to the fifteen second point, uh, because they're not helping; they're just communicating to get it done. And there's this conversation that goes on, and so they work it out. And Gino's taking advantage of all of that. Um, if you notice, Gino's going off the off the wristband, you know, and that's that's a big help. It's 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 smoothed things out, sped things up, um, cleaned things up, and and that's that's part of it too. And and you know, we we never did that before. Um, there was resistance to that, so we didn't do that before. But this, all of those elements together, and then let's go back to the trust word again. When when 
you know, Shane says something to Gino, he's not doubting it. He's just going with it. And so there's a real immediate flow and that accelerates all the process. So I was thinking about it yesterday as, as we had been through all these games so far and Gino, I mean, it's crazy and the clock's going at seven, six, five, and he's still working it out. He's taking advantage of all the time and he's, now he's communicating to everybody. We're getting back and that ball gets snapped and we get it done. Uh, he's really good at it. And it was, it was a good crowd again yesterday and it was loud and hard and all that. And, uh, he's, He's functioning really comfortably, uh, regardless of what the circumstances are. It sounds almost like a pitcher who trusts his catcher. Whatever he throws down, yep. he's nodding, not shaking him off, and That's just right. going right with it. That's right, and it, which all adds to the flow of things, and it, and it adds to all, also his confidence. He's not, there are no doubts. There's no doubts coming out. He's not wondering, oh, is this the right call for me or whatever. You know, he's just going with it, and so that just expedites, and, and, and really it's part of the performance part of it. They, they're all functioning at a really high level. Who invented the wristband? When did that start? I don't know. I don't know. For don't some know. reason, I thought it was a Parcells Ta- thing. I don't Pete know why. Pete typed it out for Bud Grant. Yeah. <laughs> was that your idea back in the day? No. This wasn't a Pete Carroll thing. No, this was not mine. When you – I mean, we're almost running out of ways to tell this Geno story, which is just so remarkable, and it seems like nationally people are starting to catch on that there's a lot of reality to this. But I, I was thinking about him and, and the way – it appears as if you've tried to really focus on his strengths and really bring them out in the in your offense. And I don't just mean you, you and your coaching staff. Mm-hmm. I would include Shane Walter and everybody else in that. Is there more? Like, are there are there more Geno things that we haven't seen yet that you have seen? I mean, like, how high does this go? No, I re- I don't want to you know be oh yeah there's all all these other things we're going to do too. No, I don't think that. I think we're we're functioning at it right now. We're using the stuff. Um, we'll use it you know more consistently. Maybe well, there'll be some times when we'll we'll be able to continue to draw things where we haven't emphasized as much. But Gino's fully functioning. He's fully functioning right now, and and uh, you know he's he's he was really comfortable in the game. I've said something to him at halftime and about uh, how they're playing this. You know we haven't been you know getting the ball down the field much. He said they're giving us the stuff. We're going let's just keep taking everything they're giving us. I mean what more could you want to hear from your quarterback? And I was looking at him like does he mean that? Is he just is that just coach speak to coach Pete? You know. <laughs> shut me up, get me out of his face, you know. So, uh, but he 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 did. He just kept taking the stuff, and and uh, that you know that that kind of uh, experience and the command of of what's going on in the game itself was uh, really exemplified again. So you pointed to Rich Gannon like a month ago. We had Rich on. Okay, I told you, you that. Yep. Okay. So I got it. This was a this is one that took a little digging, but I think you you'll maybe not. George Myra. That. Not George Myra, no. But this guy played at West Virginia, too. Uh, he actually started his career at Penn State. I didn't know that. Battled with Todd Blackledge and then ultimately transferred to West Virginia. Kind of known as a little bit hard-headed. You said that to us. Pretty stubborn guy. He had to sit for a bunch of years. He ended up being a part of two Super Bowl champions. Dave Wyman hates him. I think Wyman broke his larynx and got penalized for it. Larynx. Larynx, larynx, whatever. How about Jeff Hostetler? Oh yeah, oh yeah. He had he had a good little resurrection, didn't he? He did. Yeah. Accurate, tough as heck. Kind of waited his turn, and obviously Phil and played for Parcells. Kind of fit into his team up. really well. You know that was a good team, really good team. You know, and he didn't have to do a lot. He just had to make sure he was functioning. Really. Yeah, that's that's a good one. That's and you just feel one. that, Pete. I mean, yesterday after the interception, you saw Tyler come to Gino, right? You see, guy, and it wasn't like, oh, I got to be here for Gino. They're just a team. Right, you said it. He's just kind of one of the guys with the rest of them. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, um, it's you know he's handling everything so well. We just, just you know let's just keep it going. You know, next week we'll, we'll do it again. And, and but uh, he has given us the confidence. I mean, he's seventy five percent again. Come on, you know that's that's something. That but that's always been there to be done. The, be in the seventy percent range. We've been talking about that for a long time, and it's going to be hard to hold that because nobody can you know ever does. It's only been done a few times, I guess. I don't even know, but. Uh, to be in that realm for this long is, is really special. And so hopefully we can just keep them going. Do you have a name for what you guys did yesterday? You've done it a few times this year when you get the ball with three, four minutes left and need to kill the, kill the game on offense by running it out. Do you have a name for that? That is four minute. Is that what you call it? Four, four minute, minute offense. Four yeah. minute offense. Four minute offense is, is basically what it is. What makes a successful four minute offense? Um, well, Doing things right, you know, the the thing that kills it is penalties. You screw it up, you know, you, you get hands penalty or something like that, and you get knocked back, and you're out of it, you know, because you you want to you want to run the football there, and you have to convert and make your first downs too. It depends on what how many timeouts they have and stuff like that. What's going on? The, is it two scores or one score? Or what you know? What is what is all all of those things uh, apply? But um, it's really it's execution. It's it's what we've we've just pound and pound and pound about finishing and we talk about doing right longer than the other guys is really the phrase that our guys know you know that i'm always hitting them with is we just have to keep executing and doing the right thing and outlast those guys and they'll screw it up and they'll they'll bust a gap and we'll make a first down and we'll they'll break a tackle or whatever you know we'll break a tackle and away we go so um it the, it's crucial in how you throw the football in those situations and, and trust is really important on the quarterback's part that he understands and does the right thing and doesn't throw incompletes and you know you, sometimes you gotta take sacks you know you gotta you gotta do some things to keep the clock going so there's a lot that goes on there but it's really it's it's a great prideful challenge for the offense and for the offensive linemen you know we always make such a big deal about those guys knocking them off the football and getting our, our first downs to, to, to run the clock out there's nothing better than getting to taking the knee in victory you know that that's victory formation is our favorite so um, it's all part of that it's so cool to see everyone function to see your tight end fans stay in bounds after the 51 Wasn't yard run after K9 stays in bounds yeah. and we're going to get to Kim Walker in a second but I want to ask you I've never I haven't done this yet nobody's hardly said his name this season a lot of shame Waldron love appropriately so what your O-line coach is doing the change in this offseason to elevate coach Dickerson to that spot to have two rookies Pete on the road functioning in these moments a new center a new mouthpiece what is he doing behind the scenes to bring that group to the level they're playing at? No, he is doing a brilliant job, really. I mean, it, the the part that that you guys would love to see is how the, the continuity between he and Shane and their background, and you know they've got great relationship and friendship from you know years past and all that. But they're they're communicating on such a high level, and it's really really bright. And he makes sense, and he's always ahead of the game. He's always you know, giving the guys the heads up and, and the anticipation of it. He's got great uh, terminology, great lingo and how he communicates his stuff. And, and the relationship between the players and, and the coaches is the best it's been that I can remember. Uh, and their level of communication is really high. So, And, and really, the, the result is, is obvious in those two young pups doing what they're doing. They, they played terrific football again yesterday. Speaking of young pups, I mean, obviously, if you're going to run that four-minute offense, having a, a, a running back do what Ken Walker has done – has to be helpful. Brock, I'll, I'll make the comp for Brock since he already did the Hostetler one. He compared him earlier to Thurman Thomas, which I thought was a that's a good one. It's yeah. a pre, he does he does have a little Thurman Thomas to him. What makes this kid special? Uh, 
his makeup, he's tough as hell. He just has a great mentality about the game. He just he doesn't want to come out. He wants to stand there, and you know he's not tapping his helmet or nothing. He's always he just wants more, and uh, that's it starts there. So he's, he, that he's highly competitive. He's really physically tough. He's he's, he's got a great body and, and a, um, strength and power. You can see him. He pulls out of tackles. He runs through and over and around and all that. Uh, instincts are really good. You can see him just sneak between tackles and hits and things that he looks like he's going to pop all the time. I, I, I've thought Ladainian Tomlinson was a guy that mm-hmm. was a, a really good comp, you know, for him too, because he just had that kind of extra little something to make another yard, and then it looks like he's going to get away. It's really exciting watching him in those situations. He's not a number thirty-two though. Different. No, different. Totally different. Yeah, yeah, he shouldn't wear 32. It wouldn't be the right fit for him. No, no. You know what's different. funny is I hadn't thought about this uh, since the spring. You and When you and John have to call all these rookies, right, on draft day. Yeah. And it's so funny through the years to hear different reactions, right? You have had some just in outright tears, right? You had DK, in, I sure. think, in tears. I, when I think back to the call with Ken in April, it was almost like, you good? Because he was just so like, yeah, let's go. Like, I'm ready. <laughs> You know, I don't know yeah. if you remember that, but I, I don't even remember. I, I think <laughs> yes. it was so insignificant. I don't remember <laughs> yes. saying anything. But John, uh, but like, it hey, surprised me at all knowing him now. He would go, oh, "Okay, yeah, right? here we go." Thanks. Yeah, because John's like trying to pull it out of me. What time do I report? <laughs> yeah. Are you good? Like we're drafting you here. Yeah, I got it. Okay, whatever. You know, it was almost one of those. But yeah. that's carried over into the season. It seems like nothing is overwhelming him. I, I think. If, I don't know if this is true, but he he seems to have kind of an outlook that goes beyond what's going on right now, and he's always kind of looking at he's, he's kind of he knows it's going to go okay. He's got a confidence about him that he, he like just give me the ball, you know. And, okay, what do you want? Oh, okay, here you go, you know. And you want me to block? Okay, I'll block. Whatever. He's just got a kind of a sense about him that that gives confidence. I think he's got he's got really strong leadership. Uh, you know, makeup and and uh, he won't say a whole lot, but he will be he will be a guy that they'll really they're going to jump when when he calls for him. Pete, uh, our producer Mora has talked and emailed us every day. It seems like for the last couple of weeks about Ichena Nuoso, and we probably haven't spent enough time talking about him. Obviously, what he's doing getting to the quarterback, but how complete of a player is he? Man, he has been so good. He has just been so tough, consistent, creative. Um, He's been feisty. He's been, and he's been productive. The the sacks that he's getting and the con- contribution to the sacks, but it's also hits at the line of scrimmage and in the backfield and the way he's taking on blocks and, and, and attacking stuff. He's just been fantastic. He's had a great. He's a. It, this is a Pro Bowl season you're looking at right here. Did you know all of that was in the tank? He was the guy you targeted. I think he was your first big target in free agency. As you looked at his stuff both at SC, I know you're familiar, and with the Chargers. Did you know that he was capable of having all these tools in his tool bag? I, I didn't. I didn't see that. I didn't see it in his play there at the Chargers. I didn't see him um, as much on the attack as he has been in, in his free to to get in the backfield. That was just one of the things we just, you know, Take a shot. Do what you want. See what you see. Go at it. We'll 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 cover you, and and uh, take your you know take your shots when you when you sense it. And he has just gone off with that. And that's it. That's that's not the style of play that he was in. They were they were a little more strict about the way they made him play on the edge. And he was always with his outside arm free and, and knocking the blocks back, which he did fine. He he did he did a solid job. So when we took him, we were in need of an edge player that could be a starter, and he could be a starter. But we did I did not see the the dynamic play that he's making. He had six sacks last year, um, in a good solid year, and playing on the other side of Bosa and, and all of that. Um, 
but this is this is a whole new level, man. It's really fun to watch. Are, are there other guys that we don't realize are really making this defense work? Yeah, well, yeah, I, I don't know if you realize it or not. Al does a huge job for us. He is a huge factor, what he's doing up front, um, Al Woods. Um, Jordan is remarkable, but everybody, you all know that, but he's a remarkable football I, player. I don't know that we do. I think, I think he's a good one to focus on for a moment because in, in talking to folks over the last couple of years, we knew he was physically gifted, but I think there was some question as to whether or not he could stay within himself and not get fooled and not overreact to what he was seeing. How much has he grown mentally this year? Oh, the... man. I, I talked to him. I grabbed him last night in the locker room after everybody was getting out of there. We just talked for a little while about it. He has come so far, and, and he's in command of so much. He's learning so much football, and he's making the calls, and he's making the adjustments, and he's communicating with the coaches to get the, the conversation across. He cares so much. He He's up in our offices all the time. He's really a quiet guy around us, and uh, he's – unassuming and, and all that but he he you can tell that he has such great pride about it because he keeps coming back and keeps wanting more keeps meeting with the different coaches and trying to figure out the edge and and he, he hasn't solved it all yet he it, there's so much that we're putting on his plate he hasn't solved it all yet but he's getting really close mm-hmm. and he's playing really really good what he does is he's helping other guys play well and that's what great players always do we got to remember he's really fast he's really tough he's really strong he's really instinctive i mean he's he's everything he's got all those elements all working there's no there's no minuses here at all and and it's just a matter of time before he totally commands the game he's going to have you know i don't know how many tackles he's on course for it, but he's averaging probably 10 or 11 a game still, you know, and, and he'll just keep going. So it's, he may be close to 200 tackles, you know, so, um, an incredible mm. football player. Well, he's leading the league right now with 90 of them. Uh, pretty remarkable know? through nine games. Uh, another guy I'll use really, 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 really good. I mean, really tested, really veteran is Steve Rabel. And we really love to give you one of his calls every single one Bring of these Mondays. Bring out the old dog. Let's hear it. Yeah, we're going to go Uchana. Uchana. We're going to give Nuosu his due. This was sack number two yesterday. Murray from the shotgun. Steps up in the pocket. He's going to go down. I think it's Chenna again. As Chenna got there, chin to chin. Well, not really because Murray's a little bit shorter than that. <laughs> but he just buries him for another sack. And we have reached the two-minute warning. Two minutes left to play. The Seahawks on their way to a win in Arizona. There you go. Coach, how good can this team be? Well, we're just one game at a time. We just let's go play the next one and see if we can take it a step further. You know, um, not really projecting you know, anything out because I don't know how to do that one. But I do know that we're in the right spot brain-wise as a team, and we're preparing really well, and they, they care tremendously. There's no there's no distractions. We don't have any distractions. These guys are all in and going and having a blast. And We're not holding back. We're not, you know, playing it safe. We're, we're going for it at every, every turn. We're trying to have as much fun as you can possibly have. Uh, on the road is a blast. We're having fun on the road. You know, it isn't, it, it isn't even, it was really clear. It's not a factor going on the road. It's almost like there's kind of a novelty to it. It's not even an issue. Well, and, there's and, certainly going to be a novelty this week. You ever been to I, Germany? I, I know. No. And, 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 <laughs> that's right. The, the, most pointedly, we're going to go, hey, fellas, we're going to Europe this week. <laughs> you know, what does that mean? Have you ever been to Germany? No. What I'm, are you expecting this week? I'm, I'm expecting to have a, a, a tremendously 
structured plan of how we do this thing and, and have a blast doing it. Did you it. send people there ahead? Oh to yeah, kind of we've we advanced crew. Yeah, we've had advanced crews go and they've laid it all out. There are people there now. We got Marshawn. He's on. He's he's in the country. That's important. Yeah, oh, he's boy. in country. Oh, but um, our, our guys travel so well. International and, incident. And Eric Kennedy does such a great job, and, and uh, Matt Carpero, uh Jeremy, they do such an incredible job of getting everything organized. I mean, it's, we're going to get on the, on the, in the bus, and from next stop, it's we're going to be in Munich playing football. You Will know? you go out and see anything while you're there, or are you going to treat much. it just like it's a no? There'll be game a, there'll, there'll be a little bit of time on uh, Friday evening or something like that, you know, and that'll be it. So. Have a flash kugel for me. What say that? What is that? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Oh, that's what a what German that? uh, like turnover, like a little mini calzone. They had them huh. at the Piala Fair. We had a whole big Fleischkugel, uh Fleischkugel. truck that would come. Oh yeah, that was really good meat turnover. Well, you don't do meat. They, I think they do plant based ones too. <laughs> so just just have a great old time over in Germany and keep this thing going for us. You guys. know, we do it. We have Aaron and Aaron Docker is, is a native, you know, German, and he's on the team. He's been with us for a couple of years now, and uh, it's a huge moment for him. You it's know, cool. taking us over there. It'd be, Whatever he'll be, he'll be leading the charge. So it'll be really fun to have him part of this thing too. So well, uh, we're going to make the most of it, and we got a great, great matchup. Shoot, classic with playing Bucks and all that. That's that'll be a blast, and they're tough as hell. And so you know, here we go. They should make them. Hey, the just say this again. Do you guys know that there? I heard that there was three million requests for tickets for this game. Is that true? I think it's true. Three I'm not million. Three million. That how can't that, be right. I, I know. I don't even know how. But somebody's floating that. We'll have to ask Pearson about that one. He might be. He might be behind that. That, uh, that it's a be, conspiracy. It's one of those Twitter Twitter rumors that are going to be off Twitter soon. You want to? It's a QAnon conspiracy thing. rumor. Coach, thank you. Congratulations. Four wins in a row. You're in first place in the NFC West. Let's we'll go. Talk to you. Tuesday next week. We're going to give you a day to return home, etc., and we'll talk to you on Tuesday. Do you think there'll be a Duvrinus over there? I, for, would, I would hope like so. Like, like the hot dog restaurant down in L.A.? <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, it's going to be like the fast food place. <laughs> All right, got to run. There's Coach Carroll. We will see you guys tomorrow morning at 6 a.m.